Hello and welcome to the Not So Random Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And on this podcast, we'll get to have lighthearted conversations filtered through godly perspectives. You get to hear conversations by myself and my friends along the journey, where you get to hear their stories and so much more. So grab yourself a drink, get that comfy space to sit on or lie on, and welcome to the Not So Random Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode. I can't believe it. We're already at episode number six of the Not So Random Conversations podcast with me, your host, Dan. And welcome to another episode or to your first episode of the Not So Random Conversations podcast. If you're new here, kindly go back and listen to the previous episodes. I'm sure there is loads of wisdom and insight for you there. If you're an old friend, welcome back. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the fact that you decided to stick around and join me on this journey. (laughs) So today's episode is basically a sequel to the previous episode, which is titled Let's Talk Emotional Intelligence. I wasn't to make a sequel, to be honest, but something in me felt like we didn't quite roll all the stones. We left some stones unturned, but it was a good foundation. And now let's build the house. So today's episode is still on emotional intelligence, but we'll branch into something on anger. And today's episode is most likely going to be titled Emotional Intelligence, Taming Your Anger Might Change. But I gave you what was on my mind the first time. So yeah, Taming Your Anger. I'm sure all of you have had scenarios where you either been angry or had conversations or seen people who are angry. Just to point it out, there are, there are probably two types of people in the world. When it comes to emotions, there's probably a pendulum of two extremes when it comes to these emotions. There's some of us, I say us because I fall into this category, uh, there's some of us that are super emotional. We are, we tend to be very in touch with our feelings and make the most of our decisions based on feelings. Our emotional nature affects the way we worship. It affects the way we do. Sorry for saying we because I don't fall into this category. Uh, the way Valentine's Day is done. <laughs> the way we probably buy gifts for people romantically, friendship-wise, and we trust our feelings and we go by our feelings and oftentimes our feelings lead us. And then on the other side of the pendulum, there are those of us that have strong distrust of feelings. We don't trust our feelings. Uh, This type of people, they suppress their feelings and are much more cerebral in the way they make decisions. Some of the people would call this kind of people stoic because they don't like to show their emotions. It comes out in the way they worship. It comes out in the way they marry, the 
kind of selections they make. It comes out in the way they express themselves. Anytime someone goes to hug them, hey, these people don't like hugging. So the question is, which is right? Is it all feelings or it, or is it all brains? Is it head and intellect? Which is the right way to operate our lives? Well, I think in order to find the answer, we have to go to scripture and look at the way God originally designed us. <laughs> Got you there. You thought I wouldn't dive into the word. But here comes the word of the Lord, the living word. Ah, I just love the Bible. Anyway, we are created in the image of God. The way that we are wired is after the creator himself. Think of it. God gets angry. Did you know that? God gets sad. God gets happy. God gets excited. He gets impatient. All of those emotions that you and I feel are in God. Because God is the author of emotions, therefore God has given us emotions. So all the emotions that you feel right now and all the emotions that you've been through last week have been engineered by God. Ah. <laughs> Speaking of emotions, I am pretty excited. I forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode. This week, probably when you listen to this, this week I'll, I'll have just three days to go to the release of my first music single, which is a worship project titled Joy Comes in the Morning. It's, from, it's dropping on the 17th of June. My first single called Joy Comes in the Morning. So I am excited. God gets excited as well. And he gets happy. So I just had to put that out there. My first musical project is dropping soon. So look out for that. Yeah. So anyway, I am excited. So all these emotions, <laughs> I, 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 I dive right in just like that. Um, all these emotions that we get to feel, God feels. Because we are created in his image and in his likeness. A question for you. What is anger? And I'll probably describe it for you. Anger is an emotion. What kind of emotion is it? Is it a strong emotion accompanied by feelings of strong bursts of energy? Yes, it can be characterized by great displeasure, hostility, wrath, and sometimes even rage. There have been a lot of characterizations of people that get angry from steam coming off their face <laughs> and so much more. Anger is an emotion that can run into a constructive force or a destructive force. For example, and I'll use <laughs> an example that you didn't see coming. As I said in the first episode, I am a crazy Marvel fan. So let's use the example of Hulk, the incredible Hulk. This guy turns into a huge green monster that is constantly angry. And if you look at the Hulk, his form of anger is mostly constructive, though destructive, at times constructive, when he beats up the villains and helps win a battle at the end of the day. I know it's not an example you saw coming, but that's what I, 
what the, the best I could come up with for now. So, um, when Jesus first started he, his ministry, he walked into the temple grounds where there were money changers. Money changers would sell animals for sacrifice and also exchange foreign currencies. The problem is that they were taking advantage of those that had traveled to offer their sacrifices. These pilgrims had come to worship at the temple, but they would take advantage of the fact that these people didn't have the Jerusalem currency, so they would exchange it for a high commission rate. When Jesus saw what the money changers were doing to the poor worshippers, his anger surged. In fact, it says that Jesus, who is oftentimes called meek, mild, and gentle of spirit, began flipping over tables, driving animals out with a whip, and scaring people out of the temple while shouting, This is the house of God, and the house of God will not be a den of robbers. It will be a house of prayer for all the nations. Now where did that come from? It came from holy anger. There are times when anger can be used to change things that can be changed, should be changed. It's a positive burst of energy that says this should not be this way. It needs to be changed. Most of the time, however, our anger is not righteous anger. Let <laughs> me say that again. Most of the time, our anger is not righteous anger. Most of the time, our anger is destructive anger revolving not around just justice, but around our selfishness. Our desire to control and frustration with the way things are around us triggers our anger. Think about the last time you got angry. Was it righteous anger? Was it selfish anger? Be honest with yourself. This is one of those moments where you grab your journal and write that down. So we look at James chapter 1. I want to look at verses 19 through 21 as we talk about the whole idea of anger. So it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness of God. The righteousness that God desires, therefore, Get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Hmm, such a powerful piece of scripture. And let's break it down for a second so that we understand it. I'm talking about James chapter 1 verse 19 to 21. Destructive anger. First, let's look at what destructive anger does. As I mentioned, there's a hug, the incredible hug. <laughs> so my first example is coming back to bite me. <laughs> so there is a hug. The main character of the incredible hug, for those of you who are Marvel fans like me, uh, his name is Dr. Bruce Banner, who is a scientist and in some sort of scientific experiment goes bad, he had an effect on himself. So every time he gets angry, something would begin to happen. Not only would his emotions surge, but 
there was psychological change which would happen where he's where suddenly his mild manner of being bruised would begin to bulk up his pants and shirt would get ripped up his eyes would turn green he would turn into a muscle monster that turns green and that would damage everything in front of him he could throw you around and not act like a doll because his rage would take over the monster would come out and you could never anticipate what the monster would do and the following morning when he wakes up after all this chaotic madness happened from his rage and tattered clothes he would barely remember what he had done and re- regret the damage that had occurred imagine living such a lifestyle and bruce could or can tell when he was starting to go into rage and he often times would one people and in one amazing scene in i think it's in the avengers where he warns people and tells them don't get me mad or angry because the beast comes out in me and loki one of the mischievous characters take ad- takes advantage of him in this situations this doctor was not that far fetched from what you and i experience let's be honest have you ever had that green monster pop up in your life have you ever warned someone you told them don't get me angry you don't want to go there this could get ugly <laughs> you don't want to see what's inside of me don't push me there i for a fact have i Yes I have. I have had two sorts of anger outbursts. That's because you know that when the monster emerges, explodes and come out, you say things and do things that you normally wouldn't do. You go into a rage like the green hawk does. You can't control yourself. But then afterwards a couple of hours later or even seconds you regret what's happened and that's when you go like how could i have done that i'm sorry it really wasn't me i apologize really i don't know what happened i don't know what came over me it's just my anger it's that incredible how inside of us so let's look for a moment where this destructive anger comes from and what it does james says Hey, I want you to know this. Listen, everyone of you needs to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Most of us have it all opposite. We are quick to speak, slow to listen, and quick to become angry. Have you ever noticed that he says slow to speak and quick to listen? quick to listen and slow to speak that's why you have two ears and one mouth so you can listen double than what you speak ha i got you right there with that one right quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry why slow to become angry because when you become angry man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that god desires when you become angry you typically misalign yourself with the will of god 
you do things and say things and behave in ways that are not in line and are in this and are not in the center and purposes of God. Let's be honest. When we do these things, we also harm God. God has feelings. We established that, right? So, by not going according to His will, His purpose for us, we are causing Him to feel. We are causing God to feel. Now, as we talk about destructive anger, this leads to three destructive behaviors or results of anger that are destructive. And here's what it looks like. Number one, destructive anger suppresses our choice. When we are angry, we tend to intimidate others and in turn, do not allow them to be themselves. Have you had such situations where you felt timid because of someone, someone's anger. I sure have, and <laughs> there's loads of stories. <laughs> so look for me. Uh, follow me on nsrc underscore pod on Instagram. Find me there. Ask me, and I'll tell you. Or leave me a voice memo on Spotify or on the Anchor app, as I gave. A description last time if you look at the description on what the episode is titled there'll be a link there that will lead you to the anchor app leave me a voice note and ask me what are these stories i'll definitely give you insight on what i'm talking about so destructive anger suppresses choice like have you ever been in a situation where there is a leader or someone and they never give you an opportunity to do anything just because you've seen them in their anger habits and you're scared, you end up being scared at what might come out of your mouth. So, I clearly know what anger does in such situations. Another example is destructive anger consumes others. It consumes others. And destructive anger destructive anger condemns others. Oftentimes it's anger with bursts of energy that want to do harm to people and seeks violence or harbors anger. It's one it's what Cain did to Abel out of jealousy and was the first murder recorded in scripture and that's destructive anger in as much as it came from a place of comparison but Cain's anger led him to kill his brother Abel. So, let's look at constructive anger. There's also constructive anger. It's that anger that I talked about earlier. It's the anger that surges up inside of us when something has to be done. Martin Luther King, the reformer, and not Martin Luther King, the civil rights reformer, <laughs> that started the Luther movement in the 15th century is quoted saying, I never get anything done until I get angry. It was that positive energy to bring about change and reformation. Listen, there are things worth, worth getting angry about. If you're going to keep anger constructive, then you, then you need to understand a few things about this energy we call anger. Anger s- seldom leads 
to the righteous life that God desires. Anger seldom leads to the righteous life that God desires. There are things that should stir our temper a bit. We should be angry that women are sold as pieces of property in sexual slavery. That should make us angry, you know? That type of anger. There are a lot of scriptures that indicate God became angry. And I don't have time to look at all of them. There are hundreds and hundreds of them that you can look up in your Bible. But just to mention a few, Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 20, Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, my anger and my fury shall be poured out. This is God saying to the people, Hey, look, I'm angry. And it's because of this. Anger should have a time limit. The Bible says, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. When you start becoming angry, the time clock starts. The Bible says that your time clock should be when the sun goes down. By the time it goes down, you should have dealt with your anger. That's another way of saying, deal with it that day. Anger can often be diffused with gentle words. <laughs> Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words start up anger. I think I brought this up in the previous episode. How many of you know that when you're angry, you want to fight? You want someone to fight with you? When you're angry, you want to get someone else to be angry at you as well and fight. That's when you beat up your chest and you're like, beat me up, let's fight, let's go. <laughs> You've seen such, I'm sure you have. Um, and anger that explodes quickly leads to foolish decisions. Proverbs 14.29 says, He that is slow to wrath is grateful. Is of great understanding. Whoever is patient has great understanding. But one who is hasty or spirit exalts folly. When you get angry quickly, you are exalting foolishness and will make dumb decisions. Anger can lead to false confidence and boldness in decision making. Proverbs chapter 14, 16 says, The wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is confident. Anger should be examined to see where it's coming from. Psalms chapter 4 verse 4 In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search with your hearts and be silent. I'm not sure the author was talking to married couples, knowing if they got angry, they'd be on separate beds. In essence, what it's saying is search your heart and be quiet and examine where did this anger come from? Be honest with yourself and stop blaming someone for your anger. Right? Anger is, is a learned behavior, so avoid those that model it. As we said, emotional intelligence is basically reading the room. And most of the time, we are in rooms where we pick up so much energy from those around us. So... What are you learning? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Anger is a learned behavior, so avoid 
and run from those who moderate. The word says in Proverbs 22, 24 to 25, do not associate with one given to anger and with a wrathful man do not keep company. Lest you learn his way and get yourself in snare. Anger is a learned behavior. As I said, anger is an emotion that must be managed and controlled. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Comes from Proverbs 29 verse 11 as well. So, do you have to walk out of those rooms where anger is taking place? Do you have to walk out of those rooms? Learn to tame your anger. In a quick summary of today's episode, anger is an emotion that can be used for good, good purposes. Make sure when this energy surges that you can channel it God's way for constructive purposes. Make your anger constructive. If you have nothing good to say, keep quiet. Be slow to speak, quick to listen. Slow to speak, quick to listen. I hope today's episode encourages someone. I clearly enjoyed making it and learned a lot myself. So, yeah, there's that. And also, don't forget, June 17th, Joy Comes in the Morning. My new music project by myself is coming. And I am so excited. But so, so, so excited. So, check it out. <laughs> yeah, so, there's that. And have yourself a blessed week. And can't wait to see you, get to hear from you. As I said, follow us on NSRSC pod underscore pod on instagram shoot us a voice memo on the not so random conversations podcast and can't wait to hear from you so there's that have an amazing week Thank you for listening to this episode of the Not So Random Conversations podcast. It's my prayer that something that was said during this episode was a blessing to you. And if you had something you'd love to share, go ahead, share it with everyone, your friends, your family, but especially those who benefit from a good story, learn something and grow from it. Remember, we don't always know it all. But learning from someone else's experience helps us a lot. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave a comment. Leave a voice memo if you're listening to this on the Anchor or Spotify app. This is the Not So Random Conversations podcast. Can't wait to see you next time. Remember, you are loved and you are light. Blessings. <laughs>